BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Turtle eggs and scorpion hearts. The colorful world of Chinese cursing. Written by Chu Si and Vicky Wong. Published in the world of Chinese. Read for you by Kaiser Guo. Shit. Piss. Even with the bleeps, these words might still have made you wince or giggle. But what if someone told you to roll away like an egg? If you aren't a Chinese speaker, you might be more amused or confused than insulted. The term gun dan, literally rolling egg, however, is a common way in Chinese to rudely tell someone to get lost. Eggs, seemingly nutritious and innocuous perhaps, are liberally used in Chinese profanity. If someone is being a jerk, you could call them, as in English, a rotten egg, hundan. But you could also describe them as a turtle egg, wangwadan. And if someone's lack of smarts drives you mad, you might call them a stupid egg, bundan. Insults in Chinese, including these various forms of eggs, insults in Chinese, including these various forms of eggs, are a colorful reservoir of everything from ancestors to animals. And while classics like Tamada, literally his mother's, which references the target's mother and is often used like the English is almost universal in its vitriol, certain Chinese insults are very much rooted in the country's cultural context. For example, Lu Xun, one of the most famous modern Chinese writers, dedicated a whole article titled simply Tamada to this vulgar term, which he called China's national swear word, Guoma. The number of times it is used is perhaps no less than that of the courteous hello, Lu wrote. Almost a century since the article was written in 1925, the insult is still used liberally today. You might also catch Chinese speakers angrily referencing one another's 18 ancestral generations, According to Lu Xun's account, Chinese society had placed a huge emphasis on family background since at least the Jin Dynasty, 265 to 420. To men and women hiding under the name of their families, ancestor was the only talisman they relied on, he wrote. Once the ancestor is defaced, everything falls apart, hence the power of a well-directed barb at one's family. China's regional dialects contain even more colorful familiar curses, such as kaobei in Taiwanese, which translates to crying over your father's death. You've got to admire the efficiency of wishing death upon your family while insulting you for grieving about it with just two syllables. Another popular category of insults compares people to animals, saying someone can't even live up to the level of a dog or pig, zhugobu can be a powerful way to insult one's character. Celebrated 20th century writer Lao She used the insult in his 1944 novel Four Generations Under One Roof, Si Shi Tong Tang. 
to call someone 蛇蝎心肠, or having the heart of snakes and scorpions, is to condemn their cunning and cold-bloodedness. Even as early as the Yuan Dynasty, 1206 to 1368, the phrase was used in the opera Chen Lin Holds a Makeup Box at Jinshui Bridge. Even the records of the grand historian Shi Ji, a history of ancient China written in the Han Dynasty, 206 BCE to 220 CE, enlists animals as insults. The author Sima Qian used the phrase tiger and wolf, hu lang, to denounce the cruelty of Qin Shi Huang, founder of the Qin Dynasty, 221 to 206 BCE, and compared thieves to mice. Some curses might be doubly insulting, mocking your ancestry while reducing you to an animal at the same time. Gonyang Yang, the son of a bitch, which insinuates that your bloodline may contain canine qualities. While the innocuous-sounding eggs can be weaponized by angry Chinese, insults that are politically or socially incorrect in English can carry a lighter meaning in Chinese. Calling someone a psycho can be humiliating in English or considered demeaning to people with mental illness. However, in Mandarin, niu bing, you must be ill, is sometimes casually flung at friends in affectionate teasing. Calling someone a shenjingbing, depending on the tone, can come off as playful, you're being silly, rather than you suffer from neurological conditions. Many foreign swear words have also made their way into colloquial Chinese, such as fa yo, a homophone of f you. Meanwhile, some Chinese stand-up comedians use words like goddammit and shit in their English sets, but don't incorporate nearly the same amount of profanity when conversing or performing in Mandarin. Alvin Liu, a Shanghai-based comedian, tells the world of Chinese that he feels less guilt cursing in English since it's a second language and something you see in movies. The power of linguistic transgression can be diluted when one curses in a second language or uses transliterated swear words with foreign origins. Fa for example, often appears on the internet with a joking air. Since its final character means squid in Chinese, netizens named it one of Baidu's Ten Mythical Creatures, a 2009 hoax entry on Baidu's online encyclopedia. Most of the list consists of popular profanities, Chinese or foreign, transliterated to sound like names of animals in Chinese. Liu notes that strict censorship rules mean there's a dearth of profanity in Chinese film and TV. Netizens, however, have continued to fulfill their urge to curse online via creative means, such as by writing TMD or the similar-sounding TMD. However, in 2015, state-owned news agency Xinhua published a list of forbidden terms in Chinese media that included TMD, and updated it in 2016 with 38 uncivilized terms, including fa Profanity, however, may be cathartic. Psychologist Richard Stevens told CNN in 2019 that, quote, by swearing, you're triggering an emotional response in yourself, which triggers a mild stress response, which carries with it a stress-induced reduction in pain. 
Other researchers have found evidence that cursing communicates emotions more honestly and is associated with a richer vocabulary. Lu Xun, on the other hand, elevated the use of simple, vulgar curse words like the infamous tamada to an act of resistance by those considered to be lower class against self-righteous elites or wannabes. He was scathing of supposedly educated people who purge swear words from their vocabulary without having truly improved their moral character. Today, the Chinese still have countless classes relying on their family status, their ancestors, he wrote toward the end of Tamada. If that doesn't change, there will forever be the national curse, voiced or silent. Perhaps next time someone calls you the grandson of a turtle, Gui Sunzi, you will be able to return fire all forms of egg, animal, and ancestor-based insults, and consider yourself to be taking a stand against elitist wannabes. <laughs>